When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. You get Barton Hahn today. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott in for the guys. You're welcome. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The number is 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 to be part of the conversation. And Bart, um, Donovan Mitchell is still not officially with the Knicks. So we just continue to wait. I don't know if I'm going to pull pull some kind of like radio stunt where I just like sleep up on a billboard or something, and I will not leave this roof until he is traded to the Knicks. I don't know. Do I have to do that now? You better black all calls coming from South Beach, jam the signals while he's out here in, in, in New Pat York, Riley. right at at his uh man Pat Riley at, at, a, at a basketball camp. You better jam the Seriously. signals. Pat, haven't you done enough? Haven't you taken enough? Like, can you just can? Can you just like, it's like a personal out. vendetta like, against, like, against? Do me a favor, Pat. Dwayne Wade, Pat. Lay out for once. Lay out. It's all I ask you to do for once. See, just but this one time, if if he goes to Miami, would you try and get them for tampering? Because you say that Dwayne Wade, because he worked for Utah, <laughs> yo, yo, push him to Miami. Sleeper cell. He is in ownership in Utah, and it's like you know he's a sleeper cell. They they planted him there. It might be the only reason. Yeah, it might be he's a Manchurian candidate. <sighs> Anyways, we wait on that. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. We want you to tune into a National League battle Sunday. The Mets and the Padres, Bart. I know you're excited. Yeah, I'm Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and 7 p.m. on ESPN. And no, we're not going to talk about what happened in Houston yesterday. I, I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but mm. we should talk about something that you've got people so pissed off, which is like, you I'm know, it. oh, it's just a day. It's like... Uh, the days that Bart pisses people off usually end in day. <laughs> <laughs> so we have what Bart said on our show earlier this week, Bart Hahn, noon Eastern, every day, is he said that he doesn't believe Dak Prescott should be a top 10 quarterback. In fact, he said Dak's really not even a top 15 quarterback. And in the previous segment, we talked about the 15 quarterbacks that you could see going ahead of him, one of them being Jameis Winston. Right. That you fir- and you, I mean, you're ten tones down on this one, right? You are firmly trenched in on this. You mm-hmm. believe that? Well, a lot of people want to argue with you. Some people actually agree with you. So let's have fun and just go with the people that are arguing with you. Now I'll get some agreements too. But CJ in Florida, he says you're wrong. CJ, good morning, good morning. Mark. This pains me being a fellow Pistons fan. But you are way off of the Dak Prescott thing. First of all, I think you, uh, Max, and other guys are taking your hate for the Cowboys and projecting on Dak. I don't hate the Cowboys. Twelve and five last year. <laughs> Hold on, give, give me, give me, hear me, hear me out. Twelve and five last year, coming off a gruesome injury. Yep. What does he do week one? Go in and outplay Brady. Mm-hmm. If not for a terrible kicking game, oh, he wins no. thirteen or fourteen games last year. If you said you had a, a bad uh, quarterback, 62% winning percentage, mm-hmm. complete 67% of his passes, mm-hmm. three to one touchdown interception, interception ratio, yep. 
and you guys want to hype somebody like Herbert who hasn't made a playoff game? Ooh. And Winston, <laughs> the last time we saw Winston in a full season was a 30-30 guy? Yeah, but and he's actually fr- thrown 50 picks in his entire career. Hold on, but tell me this. Do, do we agree that environment matters? So, Jameis Winston was the number one overall pick for a reason, right? That means Tampa was pretty bad. He won Offensive Rookie of the Year as well. like, And he was in a system that was no risk it, no biscuit. But he still led the team to 9-7. and seven. He goes over to the Saints where he sits behind Drew Brees. He learns how to be a professional, learns how to take care of the football. He has him 5-2 and two before he gets a gruesome injury. He's a better thrower of the football. He's a winner, always have been a winner. And I think we're going to see the best of Jameis. Meanwhile, you go to Dak Prescott. He was brought in in the third round to a team that was considered a perennial playoff contender with Tony Romo. He's not one but one playoff game. He's a 2-11 against any quarterback that we feel is a above top 10 quarterback. He's 2-11 against those quarterbacks. He's come up short in the playoffs. He's had arguably one of the best rosters in football and so that's what I'm saying. Like the same argument that I make for Jameis Winston, it's the same argument that I was making about Matthew Stafford last year. He changed his environment, and then now everybody agrees that he's a he's a great quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback. He can make comeback wins. What I'm trying to tell you is Jameis Winston with Michael Thomas, with Alvin Kamara, with um Olivia uh uh, uh uh forgot the the, the guy from uh, Ohio State. And with uh, Jarvis Landry, we'll show everybody that he is as talented as we thought he was when he came out of Florida State. Alave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I really wanted to hear And then the crazy that. part is we're arguing to see with the 15th person on my list. So, okay, he's 14. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> but it's the first 12. You can't even argue. 13. If you really wanted to take it that far, yeah, like we, we sit there argue, they argue me like Bart. Well, well let, with one let's person, hear from more people. There might be people that agree with you. Let's hear from some more people. We go to Georgia. We talk to Robert. Robert, hey Bart, let me tell you something, man. Don't you ever, ever change who you are. Don't I don't care who I don't care what nobody say. That personality, man. Hey, it's got you where you are, brother. And telling the truth has got you where you are. Mm-hmm. That Dak Prescott. Let me tell you something. Dak, I'm 51 years old, but check this out. I've been watching football long enough to take uh, football knowledge over what I want any day. Dak Prescott is not even close to being nowhere near the top 15. Hey, he had a he had a, a good little stint. He, he he got a good he got on a good Hollywood team. But here's the thing about Hollywood teams: once they get enough tape on anybody, they're gonna find a way to neutralize you and stop you. Ask Cam Newton. But check this out. You cannot, you cannot put that guy where these other guys were. You know, like you said, move him up to fourteen. Oh well, but you know you're gonna piss off uh, uh, Cowboy Nation because that's who they are. But let me tell you something: don't ever change. I won't for Thank nobody, you. man. Keep talking the truth, brother. I'll holler at you. Thank you. Appreciate you, Robert. I mean, when you look at it, is the comparison to Tony Romo is that absurd? Tony Romo was more talented as a, a, a quarterback than Dak Prescott. His ability to, to understand and break down defenses, and he still came up short. I'm telling you, Dak Prescott is not a better quarterback or more talented quarterback than Tony Romo. And what do we think about Tony Romo? Thank you. Mic drop. Like, to- oh, Tony he's Romo. 14. Tony Romo was a talented quarterback. He yeah. just couldn't stay healthy. Right. And then, of course, there was the 
little trip he made before the playoff game that upset a lot of those Cowboys players. Oh, yeah, I'm afraid on Jessica Simpson. The Giants were happy about it, though. Uh, we go to Juan in Pennsylvania. Juan. Hey, good morning, fellas. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, we got you. Uh, so, Bart, uh, I am a Cowboys fan, uh, but I do come from a, a realistic pers- perspective. I haven't been happy with um, the Cowboys' overall performance for the past few years. However, uh, piggybacking off the last conversation you just had uh, with the guy that came on, uh, you wanted to talk about culture and you want to talk about putting together rosters and all that. Um, what has Aaron Rodgers done? What has John, Josh Allen done in the past few years with, I guess, better cultures, uh, more well-put-together rosters, and obviously way better coaching? I mean, Dak was drafted by Jason Garrett, who did nothing but hold the team back. Uh, was horrible on third and short. Uh, decided to always pass the ball instead of giving it to Zeke. But, but putting Zach in bad spots in the red zone. This has been happening but, even from Garrett continuing on to Mike McCarthy, even with a phenom offensive coordinator and Kellen Moore. I mean, the culture itself in Dallas, the coaching in Dallas, has not been basically to claim the Dak strength. Okay, you asked me. I think that's, you 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 asked me what what did he do with Aaron Rodgers? Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl. With Mike McCarthy. Like, now we're going to just say Jason Garrett is a bum? Like, come on. You can't say he's not a bum. You know, so, like, it, it, Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl. You arguably got three head coaches on your squad right now. When you think about, you know, Kellen Moore is a coaching candidate. When you think about Mike McCarthy is a Super Bowl winning coach, all of a sudden now he's a bum. And then, you know, Dan Quinn, y'all think should be y'all head coach. So I mean, like, come on, man. Sometimes you know, uh, quarterbacks should be able to. Is it a, was it a problem with the offense? Do we think the offensive plays that he was getting wasn't well? They gave him the best offensive line for years in the NFL. They gave him one of the best elite running backs for years. They they he couldn't perform at a high level, so they traded a future first round draft pick to get him a number one receiver. Then they drafted Ceedee Lamb. They don't act like he hasn't had great talent around him. But what he did is he did exactly what you do, a good talent. You have a good record, a respectable record, respectable numbers. But when he went against the elite of the elite, he always argument. comes up short. Right, that's a, your argument. Two and 11. Right, that, that's, that's where – Meanwhile, that's, I went to three Super Bowls. I went to so three you're not NCAA saying that he's, Right, you're not saying he's a bum. No. Let's, let's, you're, you, cause you 15 said is not a bum. I didn't say he's 32. Moments, but you said he has moments where he, he looks like a top five right. guy. But then there's, you know, in a big spot, you don't see it. Did I see? Thir- did against- I say thirty-two? The how about le- how about let's con- congratulate the ones that are fourteen and above because I feel like the quarterback position has never been as deep with great young talent. And I credit I credit like um, Under Armour and all these youth leagues because these guys come in and they're more equipped to be passers of the ball. Right before you didn't have to be a great passer because the game was ran by the running game. But let's give some credit, right? The same way we see some of these basketball players come in, we got to get credit to AAU and travel basketball. Let's give some. Let's give some credit to seven on seven. Let's give some credit to that because I feel like the quarterback position is play, being played at a higher level than it's ever been played before. So number fifteen isn't mm-hmm. traditionally what the number fifteen used to be fifteen years ago, as far as the ability to lead a team and throw the football. But you can't say that he's if he's not fifteen, he's fourteen, and that's not what you pay somebody that type of money for. Right now, now Bart's not afraid to call a guy a bum. We've we've done Bart's bum list many times, and later on in the show, we're going to get Bart's bum list on the quarterbacks. But 
bottom five in the league, who he thinks starting quarterbacks bottom five. Dak clearly not in that. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Scott's in Michigan. What's up, Scott? Scott. Damn, Scott, you was from the Mitten, too. Yeah, that's from your home. He must got singular. What? <laughs> Probably northern Michigan where the signal's just not right. Yeah, he up there with the Upers. <laughs> the Amish people. You know what I'm saying? You know, one cell tower. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who's been waiting? I want to get somebody that's been waiting a bit. We go to Robert in South Carolina on this. Go ahead, Robert. Hey, good morning, you guys. Bart, you know, I'm, I'm 55 years old, man. I've been a Cowboy fan since I probably can remember football. Now, you said, you, you, you tell me, you said Herbert. Yes. Um, Winston. Yep. Um, Jackson. Ivy Stanford. You, you, and you said they're ahead of you'll Prescott. Think, you'll think Matt, a, you don't you'll think Matthew Stafford? You don't Stafford. think Matthew, you don't think Matthew Stafford's above he outdo oh, Brady? Because he, he was super. Because he won a because he won a Super Bowl no, this year because How he came back. He was in Detroit. Because what do you mean? He was in the most dysfunctional. I told you what environment did, what matters. Did, what, did he, what did he do? What did he do in what did he do in, in Detroit, Bart? What 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 did Dak do? Got, one, what got, what has what has Dak? What okay, has, he got a ready-made team. He comes he comes to, to, to the Rams and he wins a Super Bowl. That's not the so Cowboys. He, been so a ready-made now he, team. Now now, now, he did, now he the greatest. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I mean, hold was... up. Dak Prescott had arguably three Hall of Fame uh, linemen when you talk about Frederick before he had to retire, Tyron Smith and Zach Martin, Ezekiel Elliott, Jason Witten, who's a Hall of Famer. He played with Marcus Ware. He has Lawrence. Like, what am I missing as far as Dak Prescott being on a great roster? He never had to play with a horrible roster. He's never been on a team that was uh, uh, void of talent. He's always had a great running back. He's always had one, if not two, great receivers. And it's yielded you one. Listen, I played with Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez had more. He has more uh, road playoff wins than Dak has home playoff wins. Yeah, there hasn't been a that, that's been, that, that's been the part. That's been the part that's been the most, I think, frustrating. we got to leave it right there. But th- I think if you're a Cowboys fan, that's the part you're waiting to see is show up when it matters most. Winning, you know, in the playoffs, making, they're always a playoff contender, right? Yeah, they're yeah, always well, a Super Bowl I mean, contender before the season starts. Oh, look out for Dallas! How many times have we said that mm-hmm. since the nineties? Yeah, but everybody else gets the blame, whether it's the head coach, whether it's another player, whether it's the defense, whatever it is, or whether it's even now Zeke. Uh, everybody else gets the blame. So, but that's how Bart feels about it. You can continue with this conversation with him as we will throughout the rest of the show. Eight 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 say ESPN eight eight seven two nine. 3776. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Max ESPN Radio. Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott in for the guys today. And like I said, we have your calls and we will get back to this conversation and many other things to talk about. But let's go to Cleveland and talk with Jake Trotter, who covers the Browns for us at ESPN. And, and you know, we talked with Jeremy Fowler earlier in the, in the uh, show, and Fowler kind of indicated that maybe today could be the day that we get some kind of news on a Deshaun Watson suspension. So, as we bring Jake Crowder in with us right now, Jake, do you have any indication of whether, you know, Friday news dump, that whether it's today or or whether it's something that is impending because training camps do open next week and the Browns would probably like to know how long they're going to have the, without their QB1. Yeah, hey, guys. Yeah, no indication that we'll hear anything today, but it's certainly possible. 
Well, I'll just put it this way. I've, I've cleared out my schedule this afternoon. I don't have anything planned just in case. So uh, could be today, uh, could be early next week, could be after the start of training camp. We don't know. It just comes down to when Sue L. Robinson, the disciplinary officer, makes her decision, and that's a total unknown, at least to everybody in Cleveland right now. I mean, when you look at the signing of Josh Rosen, um, not exactly the elite, not waiting for Jimmy G or some other quarterback to maybe be available. Does that signal that maybe Cleveland knows something that we don't know? I don't believe so. You know, this is the plan they've had in place for a long time. You know, just talking to people in the building, uh, you know, for the last few weeks, their plan all along was to bring in another backup caliber quarterback because their plan has been if Deshaun Watson is suspended, Jacoby Brissett is going to be the starter, and they've always felt like they needed another backup quarterback to compete with Josh Jobs for that backup job behind Brissett for as long as Watson is out. Now, if Watson is suspended significantly, like if he's out for 12 games the whole year, you know, could they reevaluate those plans? I, I think that's possible, but right now, they're really just following through on the plans they've had in place for a while. And I don't think it's a signal that they know anything about the length of time uh, that Watson is going to be out. Now, Jake, we've seen some reports already suggesting that it likely won't be a full season. Like some of us maybe were, were wondering if it would be, there was some speculation recently that it could be as much as a full year or the league would be seeking a full year. But recent reports are suggesting it could be as few as, uh, you know, six to eight games and I've even seen a report saying two, which, you know, again, that would be a, a big surprise, I think, considering the, uh, all the different allegations. What, what are you hearing? What do you think it will end up being for uh, Deshaun Watson? Well, I, I think, first of all, you know, we're all speculating based on, you know, what people who are in the hearing feel like is going to happen. But we, no, nobody really knows for sure what Robinson is thinking so, you know, I've been asked, would you be surprised if it were zero games? I wouldn't be surprised. Would you be surprised if it were 17 games? I wouldn't be surprised by that either. I just, I don't know where she's going to come down on this. But I will say, you know, the NFLPA came out optimistic after the hearing because, mm-hmm. you know, we hear about all these allegations, right? 24 lawsuits, 20 of which have been settled. There was a 25th that the judge threw out because the plaintiff wouldn't attach Uh, her name to the lawsuit. There was the New York Times report um, where, you know, there were many more women that uh, talked to the Times uh, but have not filed civil lawsuits. There were two women who have filed criminal complaints that didn't sue uh, Watson. And then also, you know, you had the settlement with the Texans recently where there were 24, not 24, but 30 women who settled claims against the Texans. So that's six additional women that we don't know about. But the thing to keep in mind with regards to the NFL and Watson's potential suspension is that the NFL only presented the cases of four women. And the way that the CBA is structured, Robinson is only able to uh, you know, apply discipline based on the evidence that's presented in the hearing. So as far as Robinson's concerned, there's only four women that have accused Watson uh, of these allegations, not you know, 25 or 30 or however many you know, that, that might be out there. Uh, and I think that could have an impact on the discipline. And I think that's why a lot of people went, you know, went from predicting, well, he's going to be out the whole season to, oh, he could just be suspended two games. Hmm. Now, when you, when you look at it, right, this is a lot to navigate uh, with a team with high expectations. And I know that, you know, if it's a shorter um, suspension, we have high, higher expectations. 
But what kind of pressure is on Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry to kind of get this team focused and ready in case they have Deshaun Watson, you know, um, for the majority of the season to win a championship? Is it too many distractions to kind of, you know, ensure that they have a uh, should be the favorite within that division? Well, I can tell you, you know, having been here last year, there were a lot of distractions for the Browns during the season. You think about the Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham saga. But I I will say that there is some pressure, I think, on Kevin Stefanski, uh, you know, to produce this year after such a disappointing season. Um, You know, if Watson has suspended 10 games, I think that pressure goes away because I don't think anybody's going to expect the Browns to go very far. But if Watson has suspended two games and this team, say, doesn't make the playoffs, then I think that would constitute a pretty disappointing season, especially in the context of you took this, you know, crazy swing on Deshaun Watson trading away a good chunk of your future, uh, giving up three first-round picks, and paying him $230 million fully guaranteed. So, yeah, I think, I think there is some pressure on this organization to deliver on that gamble, um, but it, it's hard to assess, like, what that pressure is until we know how many games Watson is actually going to play this year. Yeah, and the fact that whatever the suspension would be, Jake, I mean, I imagine – because he can't practice, right? Like, while you're suspended, you're away from the team. It's not like he can get reps in and anything like that, right? So, when he, well, whenever he's available, the, right? according okay. to the CBA, he can practice the second half of the suspension. So, let's say he's suspended eight games, he could come back in week five and begin to practice with the team again. But, Sweet. but yeah, he would be out for a significant chunk still, uh, serving the first half of that suspension away from the team. But if point I, I'm, if I recall, make, I'm sorry, ahead, if I recall. If I recall, he's still allowed to practice during training camp, correct? Training camp, yeah. Correct. That's true as well. Yeah, that doesn't begin until the start of the season. But I think the point I was trying to make, though, Jake, is it, it will make for a very interesting story about how they transition from Brissett to Watson when you consider that they're still trying to win games while Jacoby's the quarterback. So he's got to get whatever's going on during the week. But then you have we got to start working in Deshaun so he's ready to take over because I can't imagine that. Let's just it's crazy hypothetical, right? Let's say they're seven and zero, which we're set at quarterback. It's not like they're going to yeah. go. Well, we're going to stick with what we've got because we love the way Jacoby's praying. I mean, no, you, you paid him two hundred thirty million dollars. This guy's going to play. So that that to me, I, I'm just wondering how, you know, how that's all going to play out, especially as if it's later in the season when he's jumping into this thing. These are important games. I mean, this is getting ready for the playoffs, trying to maybe even you know get a playoff spot or win a division, whatever it is. That's going to be, for, for I think, Stefanski, a really challenging transition. But certainly, I mean, the fact that you get Deshaun Watson, you look forward to it. But I just find that the most compelling story about this whole thing is how they will transfer, go from one quarterback to another. For a guy, it's not like he played last year and he's got some background. He has nothing. He's jumping into this thing with a new playbook and new teammates. Yeah, it is going to be very tricky. And I will tell you, during the offseason, OTAs and minicamp, Deshaun Watson was getting all the reps, at least mm-hmm. with the first team. I mean, he was getting the major, overwhelming majority of those reps. So, yeah, it will be very tricky for them to try to win games week to week with Jacoby Brissett while trying to reacclimate Watson into the system, into practices. So uh, that is going to be a challenge, I think, for, for Kevin Stefanski, no doubt about it. Jake, great to talk to you. Good stuff as always. All the best, and uh, hopefully this is that Friday, Friday news dump. So you could the time off you just you know cleared on your schedule today pays off for you. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Again, and if we hear anything, you'll be the first to know as we'll have it for you here 
uh, on uh, this show, and hopefully something does happen before 10 o'clock so we have something to tell you. But meanwhile, coming up, things getting quiet on the Donovan Mitchell front. After yesterday, man, there was a lot of wild rumors going around social media. I'll try to clear the air on that coming up next. It is Spartan Han in for Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. It's Bart and Han in for the guys, Alan Han, Bart Scott. And Bart, we left our show yesterday, our show, which you can hear noon Eastern every day on ESPN Radio, Bart and Han. As we left our show, there was rampant rumors about Donovan Mitchell and did a trade go down. There were reports, radio reports out of Utah saying a deal was done. And you know I was freaking out because I'm like doing a show I'm trying to text people to get some confirmation to see, all right, can we get something before the end of the show? Nothing. Crickets. And you know what? Still quiet. Nothing. Everything that I'm hearing is status quo. Whatever was going on, coming out of Utah and all these crazy reports, people trying to be heroes on social media saying, the deal's done. I'm my source to tell me the deal's done. It's like, man, get a blue check before I even start trusting you. You know what I mean? Uh, 7-Eleven.com hasn't, hasn't it been It was legit. your favorite, yes, your favorite, 7-Eleven-Sports.com. Yeah, but, well, but, well, still, it's still, but it's quiet. It's, it's real quiet. And mm-hmm. as Brian Windhorst told us yesterday, I, I kept referencing this on Get Up, and I trust Wendy. Remember, Wendy's the guy that the day before the Jazz traded Rudy Gobert, he talked about some other trade that the Jazz made. Um, was it uh, Royce O'Neal to the yep. Nets? And he went to like, you know, why would they do that? You know, he kind of hinted to you that something's coming. But on Get Up yesterday, he let everybody know, go to lunch. The Donovan Mitchell situation is really headed towards a stalemate, Greeny. The, the sticker shock is out there for the price that the Jazz are asking. 
And the Jazz are like, look, we are in no rush. We're going to sit back and wait for you to meet it. The teams are like, we're not you know, going to increase our prices. And Donovan Mitchell is not pushing it. So I hope everybody enjoys their summer. Mm. I'm trying to enjoy my summer, I but mean, we're all on edge right now, wondering when this is going to happen, if it's going to happen, and if someone else like the Miami Heat are going to jump in this thing and take this guy away. Yeah, you look at, you know, yesterday, Donathan Mitchell playing within it, like, you know, God is good, so, you know, give yes, us Yes, that's indication. right. He put that tweet out, yeah, too, which had everybody freaking then, out. Yeah, and then now you're trying to figure out where's Waldo, and you're like, okay, well, he sent that tweet. He's in White Plains, so maybe, you know, maybe it's the Knicks. Then uh, you're like, ah, Pat Riley just loves to be able to stick it to the Knicks, and, you know, he would love nothing better. And he was hanging out with Jimmy Buckets and all that type of stuff out, out in South Beach. He's rented a house in South yeah, Beach. Yeah, but he's also hanging out with Emmanuel quickly, pal. All right? So, I'm just saying. He was out in the Hamptons. Yeah, but where, but I know. Isn't he renting a house in Miami? That's 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 a that's that's an unsubstantiated rumor. (laughs) So it's stuck, you know. You're stuck in between it. Like, but this is where we at. We with this logjam, and listen, we all know that deadlines, um, Mm. you know, spurn action, and it's a there's no deadline in in sight right now. If we think about the uh, basketball schedule. You know, but we're still waiting for Kevin Durant that 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 chip to be moved because he's the guy. He's the he's the he's the the right rhino or the you know the white well that's kind of sticking up there that's maybe holding up a lot of deals. It should be a a um, a chain reaction that happens once Kevin Durant Could. is is either traded, which will then free up maybe the Kyrie Irving trade, which would then say, okay, well those teams that we thought were in are out. So now well, teams are saying, man, we, you know, it's only you know a couple teams ball out because they already made some trades, and then we'll we'll get we'll get some finality. Well, there's also a lot of people. There's a lot of free agents that still haven't signed yet, and a lot of that, you know, Langston Galloway uh, actually said that a lot of the reason why some guys aren't signed is because teams aren't ready to move yet because they want to see what happens with you know Durant and Kyrie, and also uh, Donovan Mitchell. I'm hanging around you too much too because I know you love to like you know play with the English language. I said unstantiated. Unsubstantiated. Close enough, man. Close enough. I'm just shortening words today. It's like rounding up. If you if you say if you say five if you say five point five if you say five point five percent of the of the the, uh, word, we just round it up and we (laughs) we put the rest in there. It's it's kind of like playing hangman. It's like a will of fortune. (laughs) The Knicks are trying to get into the zone with Donovan Mitchell. (laughs) Get into the zone. Brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Eight 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 say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. But the the Twitter thing, though, is funny, right? Like, we want to believe things, and stuff gets put out there, and you get, like, caught up in it because there is this anticipation of, all right, something's going to go down. Somebody's got to hear something, right? There's, there's always that, and that's what happened yesterday because everyone, like, that I checked in with yesterday was, was like, that's news to me. When I saw this thing done, news to me. You know, like, everyone was saying that. So it was the most bizarre thing ever that it started to become like a, a report in a radio station out in Utah turned into where just trusting it turned into a lot of people that were trying to flex or trying to get some clicks yeah. were you know pull, jumping off and saying, I'm hearing it, I'm hearing it. And when you're in the – like, look, again, if Woj hasn't tweeted it, it ain't happening, right? It hasn't happened. If Wendy's not putting out like his, his little teases – it's nothing happening. And so right now there's nothing happening. And this could 
because the NBA hasn't had a true off season in a couple of years. Yeah. A lot of teams are going into August like, oh, I'm going to get away. Yeah. Like, I'm just getting away, and we'll, we'll revisit this stuff in September. But if you're Donovan Mitchell, Bart, do you feel like – I got to say something? I mean, do you have to he, speak if, up? I mean, he's, a, he's probably wondering, where am I going? Not, not publicly, but he needs, he needs to press the issue. If he, if he really wants the, a deal to be done and he wants them to be aggressive about it, you know, because he doesn't really want to be in Utah. He needs to go there and say, "Hey, man, like, let's make this happen. I'm ready to move on. We know that, you know, it, you know, I'm out there. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. you guys are maybe thinking about going another direction. Let me be like a, the piece that brings you guys young talent. Like, let me be a part of that. Let me let me say that. Hey, I didn't want to go, but the deal was too good. Let's figure it out. But you know what happened is what they got for Rudy Gobert." You know, suggest that they're trying to rebuild and, they, and, and they're moving just, in a different just direction. The price. And that should change. Yeah, it just it raised the price. That, like that Rudy price Gobert oh is the Christian. Rudy Gobert is the Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk of basketball. I knew you were going to say that. You were never getting over the Christian Kirk contract. Yeah, because Tyreek Hill was still being placed. AJ Brown was still being placed. They, you know, when they saw Jacksonville, they said, like, "He got what? Oh hell yeah. no! Hell no!" Same way Lamar Jackson was like, "Kyler Murray got what? Oh yeah, we good. <laughs> yeah, we good. Yeah." Yeah, well, so so we wait on this. How long we have to wait? It all depends. But yesterday there was a little flurry of of rumors and speculation, and so far nothing has come of it. But as Jake Trotter told us, it's a Friday news dump. At least for the NFL, would it be also the same in the NBA? Or as Wendy said, should we all just enjoy our vacation? Eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. If you have any input on that. And any rumors you might have heard, because why not, right? See if you can break news for us today. Also coming up, which athlete should receive a 30-for-30 style docuseries as the captain, the Derek Jeter docuseries, now had episode two last night. I watched it. I enjoyed it. Bart just doesn't care. But if we have, if they're an athlete, they're like, no, I really need a series on this guy. A last dance, you know, the Tom Brady one. You got the captain. Who is it? I've got a few. You can let us know at 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. Bart, I'm sure, has a few as well. We'll discuss that and more with you. It's Keyshawn, J. Will Max, ESPN Radio. Bart and Han, in for the guys. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, Spartan Han in for the guys. So, yes, Bart, last night before uh, we had some Thursday night baseball on ESPN, the Giants and the Dodgers, I did consume episode two of The Captain, the docuseries on Derek Jeter. And I know you might not be all into it, even though he's a Kalamazoo, Michigan guy. Like you would uh, think you'd no, be all no, in. No, I love fellow... I love him as a player, but I don't. I'm not interested in his life. I mean, I, I, until he you get know... to the women, I don't care. <laughs> well, there was a little bit of the nightlife in New York in the '90s. Little, so he had like some P Diddy with him. Uh, he was showing like there was the night. I guess one of the clubs got shot up, and hmm. he was going to go, and at the last minute, he was telling his boy like, "Yeah, you know, I got a game tomorrow. I'm going to rest." And so, like, it's the great line of, like, you can't – if you're going to take a bite out of the apple, meaning New York, like, you got to nibble, like, a little at a time. And the way it was being talked about was, like, some guys, you get in with the wrong people, it eats you up, and you're done. Like, some stars that – some, you know, athletes that go to New York, and they they can't perform, and they just get eaten alive because the nightlife can – it can destroy you. And Jeter just knew how to handle it. But anyways, it was that that I thought, I found that stuff to be really interesting. All the other stuff about how the Yankees dynasty began, all that, that's just to me comfort food. But the other Are stuff about up to how he handled. Are we building up to the women? I, I don't know. I guess we'll get there eventually. I want to know but, about but, the bag. But we asked this question: if if there's an athlete though that so you're like not interested, who would you be interested in seeing a docu series like this on? An athlete? Mm. Who would you want to see that you're like, man, those are some stories. I need to see that. Well, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you imagine being on the wrestling scene, how big he was with the movies and stuff, the stories that he had about the wrestling life on the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. man. The movies okay. and all that stuff. Thunder Lips, yep. hanging around Rocky Balboa. You know yep. what I'm saying? All that good Thunder stuff. Lips. Okay. How about Tiger Woods? Yeah. I want to know about Wouldn't the women from Wendy's. Didn't he have a chick from Wendy's? I mean, that's, like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, something like that. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know. There was that. There was that. There was also just everything that he's been through. I mean, this guy's been through a lot. I want to know about the women. But I don't know how much he would want to reveal, right? I think he'd be very Yeah. Gone. But, I mean, he's not with the wife anymore. So, like, you now I can go out and say, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Say hello to the mm-hmm. bad guy. Still has kids, though. I don't he think he'd he kids to see some of that stuff. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't want his kids seeing that, especially his son's going to be a yeah, Charlie. Yeah, him and Charlie hanging out. Yeah, there's, like, there's, like, there's really nobody you, else. <laughs> there's nobody else. There's, like, no one that comes to mind. like, well, Le- Le- LeBrick could do his own. Right, he gonna do his own. LeBron, LeBron's yeah. already doing it. Yeah, yeah, he gonna do his own. Yeah, he gonna do his own. Mm. I'm trying no, to think. If anybody like, has a suggestion, ah, Floyd Mayweather, ESPN. give me some money, Mayweather, baby. Give me some money, Mayweather, from Pretty Boy Floyd to Money Mayweather, and all the women, and all the money, the drug. Well, he do drug. He only eat candy. <laughs> Nelly stole Floyd Mayweather's woman, Miss Jackson. <laughs> I want to see a thirty for thirty on that one, Alan. Yeah, I bet you do. That's why like, if you're going to give me a docu-series, and I do, I am enjoying The Captain. I really am. But if you're going to, like, it's got to be raw enough to, like, yeah. get, like, the real story about some things. But honestly. Put some rumors to rest and all that. I mean, they, they did a little little of the uh, A-Rod stuff, too, with yeah. G- the Jeter-A-Rod, the relationship yeah. thing, and some, you know, some of that. So, but it's honestly, Keyshawn J. Wilmax, yeah. ESPN Radio. It's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, in for the guys today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Go ahead, Bart. Honestly, I think that's something we should ask the people because I just talked myself. Would you rather see mm-hmm. a 30 for 30 on Tiger Woods or would you rather see a 30 for 30 on Floyd Mayweather? 
And let me can I present because I think everybody's automatically gonna say, Oh no, give me give me um give me Tiger Woods. But man, let me make the case for Floyd Mayweather, who was previously pretty boy Floyd. You talk mm-hmm. about what he did, you know, mm-hmm. making his way up. You talk about the controversy between his uncle Roger becoming his trainer over his dad and then going okay. back to Before his dad. Before you storyboard this, can can we just get to our guest? Oh, man. Yeah, you're like you're in storyboard mode right yeah, now. Yeah, I was. Yeah. But Jun Lee, who joins us right now, ESPN Major League Baseball writer, he, he's been witness to this as we've walked out of Seaport together a couple of times. And so, Jun, you, you already know what life is like walking around with Bart Scott. You know there are tangents that we just go off on. How are you? He's also just riding his scooter down the street at like two miles per hour. <laughs> That's right. So, so everybody, everybody sees you. <laughs> That's right. But, but, but storyboarding so he sticks ideas. out above all of us. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, all right, look, look we'll, we'll put aside our storyboarding of, of 30s or 30s that we want to see going forward. And let's just talk about current game, current teams, current players, and the current league, which is Major League Baseball. There is a trade deadline now approaching that the All-Star break is behind us. And Juan Soto is a big prize that is now out there that is reportedly being shopped around. Uh, where do we stand with this trade market? And could you do you believe he will be moved before the deadline? I think that the Nationals are motivated to move him. And I think they have all the motivation to move him, just given the circumstances of, you know, everything getting out and, uh, you know, Soto kind of, publicly commenting on all of it. Um, But I do think that it's going to be difficult because just given the circumstances around Soto's career, I mean, he's 23 years old, uh, you know, he's putting up numbers that are historic. I mean, comparable to Ted Williams to this point in his career. um, It's going to be really, really hard to get something of equal value back in any trade package. And the fact that we're already throwing around, you know, maybe tossing in Patrick Corbin or, uh, you know, Steven Strasburg in order to kind of make this trade even as a contract dump, I think kind of shows the level of difficulty that is going to come with this trade because it, it's similar to the Mookie Betts trade, but I think it's even harder than that just given Soto's age and his, you know, his status at this point in his career where, you know, you're trying to dump off David Price and as a result you also have to throw in Mookie Betts, you know, for, for the Dodgers to take on Price's contract. Um, and, and if you look at what the Red Sox have gotten from that Mookie Betts deal, you know, there hasn't really been a lot of guys who've worked out. Jeter Downs has kind of been a little bit of a bust of a prospect. Um, Alex Verdugo hasn't really necessarily lived up to the hype there. Uh, and so it's going to be a really, really difficult circumstance if, if the Nationals really want to start, you know, kickstart a rebuild here by trading Juan Soto. There's not really a lot of teams across, any, you know, any team across Major League Baseball who's going to have the prospects that are going to, you know, be equivalent to, you know, acquiring Juan Soto. Yeah. Well, one one of the teams that may be able to stomach, we know he, he definitely has the money, it's the New York Mets, but would they ever in a million years trade a young, talented player like that within the division? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the tough part. And I, I, I don't think that the Nationals – I think that's probably the last-case scenario for the Nationals is is trading within the, the division and having Juan Soto haunt you for – for years to come. I mean, obviously the Mets have the money to do it, but the thing that's made this team successful over the course of this season is not just having the top end town, but having the depth across the entire roster and trading one. So needing to trade a couple of kind of major league ready guys, um, needing to trade a couple of your top prospects in order to get him. Um, I think it would kind of ruin a lot of what has made New York, uh, you know, the Mets successful so far this season, because, you know, they've had guys like Jacob DeGrom go down at points. Uh, you know, Max Scherzer go down, but they've had the depth of that rotation in, within the organization uh, to be able to keep, you know, keep them at pace uh, to, to lead the division in the NL East. 
Uh, and so, you know, it, it would be one of those things where I would be really, really cautious if I'm a team that's already successful and the Nationals are asking for basically your entire organizational depth in order to get Juan Soto because we've seen with the Los Angeles Angels and, and Shohei Otani and Mike Trout that, you know, just because you have a superstar player, uh, it doesn't mean that you're automatically going to get a bit to the playoffs. Talking with June Lee, talking baseball with June Lee here on Keyshawn J. Will, Max Barton Hahn, in for the guys. So the Yankees lose uh, the doubleheader yesterday. They get swept by the Astros, and there's obviously great concern. As you know, in New York, there's going to be panic because can't beat this team again. <laughs> we, you, you can hear them already. Oh, we're never going to beat these guys. Like, that's just what the Astros have been for the Yankees all these years. But the Aaron Judge thing continues to hover over this franchise. What did you make of how Judge reacted when Marley Rivera asked him a very simple, a very well-placed question about a little boy from Queens who wants to know, say it ain't so, Joe. Is this the last year of Aaron Judge with the Yankees? And Aaron Judge gave a very measured, cold response that said nothing. What do you read into that? I mean, I think that's kind of the negotiating position that Aaron Judge has to take at this moment if he wants to maximize his value on the free agent market. If he wants to make the most money possible, you have to at least get the other side to think that it is a pretty real possibility that he won't be in a Yankee uniform next year. And so I, I think that there's a lot of self-interest, you know, rightfully so from Judge's point of view to, you know, kind of create all this speculation around him, even if it's not something that he necessarily wants as a guy who has kind of avoided any distractions in his entire career. It is good for, I think, him in terms of the final dollar value that he's going to get in the free agent market to create as much speculation around him and, create, and kind of obfuscate whatever might be happening down the road with him. Uh, and so, you know, if I'm a Yankee fan, I think it's kind of just the status quo is just throwing more gasoline on the fire um, in terms of trying to ramp up the speculation on his future. You know, we talk about, you know, Soto being a fit there in case Judge has a contingency plan. You know, maybe Otani may be available in a couple um, in a, in, a, in a couple of years. But when I look at it and you talk about both teams in New York really struggling with their rotation and, you know, concerns about Jacob DeGrom, you know, having setbacks. You know, who's who's one of these um, arms out there that's available that could play both? You know, I always go to the Reds and I always Don't say his play name. with his name, Luis Castillo. It's not Castillo. <laughs> it just sounds better that way. I like but, but that's not his name, though. How, how do you pronounce it? I don't have Rosetta Stone. I don't know how to roll my, old, my L's and O's. <laughs> Like yo, know, but, but, but in all honesty, like is it, will it's he maybe be one of the you know the best arms and most available players out there that can help both teams? You know, while we thinking about bats, should we be thinking about arms as far as being able to to go to distance? Yeah, I mean, I think bullpen arms too. On top of all of that, is something that every single contender at the trade deadline is looking for. We see every single year that. You know, the, the price for relievers shoots up because everyone procrastinates on it, and then all at once everyone is demanding good relievers. I, I think Castillo is a good name. I think that two other guys um, that we should look towards in terms of being potential big trade deadline targets are in Oakland, just given their kind of disaster of a situation this season uh, and the fact that they're speculating, speculation about them moving to a place off Las Vegas. You know, it's Frankie Montas and Paul Blackburn. You know, Blackburn was an all-star this year. Uh, Montez has been, I think, since the beginning of the season, kind of labeled as a guy that is going to be one of the big names at the trade deadline from a pitching perspective that is going to move because Oakland has no use for him this year. Uh, and so I would say that those are the two big names that I would look out for, just as, you know, solid, you know, mid-to-top-ish rotation guys uh, who could definitely help a playoff team down the stretch. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 
Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.